Ladies and gentlemen, it is the king of darkness, Dell Tucker, here on hashtag Oversell Podcast. Not not just your number one source for wrestling news in a podcast, but the greatest source for wrestling news in a podcast. Make sure you tune in every single week to Oversell Podcast. I'm signing out. It is episode 91, and we are talking superstar shakeup and everything else in professional wrestling. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek, and there's no Mike and Dan this week, so we had to make the hot tag to get some people. As joining me in studio here at Oversell Studios in Bartlett, Tennessee, we have Katie Forbes. You can find <laughs> I didn't her. I know if I was supposed to say my own name or yeah. What? And joining us on the phone is the gnome that runs the home, Mo Steagle. <laughs> the M O E baby, Mo Lee Jack. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. His, his intro spots. sounded better than mine. I didn't sound that excited. Well, you, yeah. <laughs> you, you'll learn. You're either going to love. It's been a love, long time since I've been on the podcast. It has been, and you're either going to love Mo right now, or you're going to hate him. Okay. So, well, well, hopefully, like a like yeah, like wrestling anything. You yes, either the, love it or hate it. Yeah. <laughs> if you like Kevin Owens, you're going to hate me. Uh oh, I do like Kevin Owens. <laughs> True story. True story. I have to send the uh, screenshots to Derek. True story. Kevin. Owen's real life wife blocked me on Facebook this week. She <laughs> blocked you? Oh, Mo, what did um, you yes. do? What did you do? Um, another friend of mine that runs a podcast up north, he uh, put a, he was giving the recap to SmackDown Superstar Shakeup, and he showed the new bald face Kevin Owens is now a part of SmackDown Live, which means I will be watching Raw from now on. <laughs> and, um, uh, pretty much I was like, yeah, who cares? Hashtag waste the roster space. Hashtag diet Owens diet. <laughs> oh, no, you're and, that one. You're the fat Owens fat and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, this, 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 this very attractive lady just started going off on me. And was like, what's your problem with Kevin Owens? You, you mad he's got what you'll never have? And I was like, you're talking about a fat gut. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm pretty jealous. I'm never going to have that. <laughs> And then I looked on the page, and it was Kevin Owens' wife. And yeah, yeah, next she, thing I've I know, seen her. She, she is really me. pretty. Well, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to get Katie on, you got to go down to Orlando mm-hmm. for WrestleMania. We already talked about WrestleMania. Overall, how, did you enjoy, have a good time at that show? Yeah, yeah, I did. I went to like some, like I went to Ring of Honor, and I went to WrestleCon and the Super Show and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So all of that, um, yeah. and then I went to like the Wrestling Observer dinner, and there was a bunch of cool stuff. Very cool. Well, um, WrestleMania is the bomb. What did you? If you have never experienced WrestleMania access, you definitely need to experience oh, WrestleMania yeah, I did, access. I, yeah, I did that the last uh, three years. I didn't do it this year. Is the first year that I didn't since I've been going. But uh, the other years that I did it, I even did the whole thing. They had like one of those rings last year where um, you could jump into it. and It's like foam in it. Oh, so cool. yeah, they, had, they had one of those. At, they had one of those in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They and so I like got up on the top rope, and I was literally like every other person in line was a child. <laughs> it was like I was a grown, the only grown ah. person that was like standing there. I was like, man, you gotta. I, this is the closest I'm gonna get probably to like jumping off the top rope. So 
had to do it. A kindred soul. So what? How was <laughs> it? What was uh? What was it like going to some of those independent shows? That's what I'm more interested to talk about. Yeah. Um. It was really cool. One of the coolest things was we got to see uh the Hardys four nights in a row. Holy crap. Because we saw them at... Wow, that's hardy overload. Yeah, yeah, and I was... You know what? I was so impressed because, um, like, at their age and, you know, in theory that they're sober, like, the fact that they did some of that um, stuff for four days in a row, I was like, wow, that's really crazy. But um, I saw them, let's see, what was it? Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So I saw them at WrestleCon. I saw them at uh, Ring of Honor. saw them at... WrestleMania, and then they were on Raw, and they did matches on all of them, so it was pretty cool because it was like all those different companies and stuff. So that was. Uh, awesome. I gotta ask you, since you were at Mania, the mm-hmm. Hardy Boys was that was that the loudest reaction of the night? Uh, I think so. Yeah, like thinking back on on that one, yeah, the loudest. Um, yeah, I'm I'm almost positive that's what it was. Um, it was a huge pop, like crazy like and the thing is I, like the ones that are outside like this year was at a stadium outside mm-hmm. and I think those look cool like when they do the shots overhead on TV and all of that kind of stuff but in terms of the sound and everything when you're in like right. the Superdome or as Hulk calls it the Silverdome I was there for that also and it was like but the sound just like stays contained and so it sounds right, awesome right. When, 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 when Austin's music hit in the, su- the Superdome yeah Oh, dude. Oh, oh yeah. My God. Yeah, the loudest I heard it, um, other than when Daniel Brown won at 30, was I think not everybody knew that The Rock was going to be there. Mm-hmm. And so, and that was my first Mania Live. And so, when his music hit, like, I'm I don't sorry. know, that it was deafening. <laughs> so, how did, how did, we got to get to know you some a little bit. It was my first Mania, too, and we had to watch Taker lose. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the only people cheering it when that happened. <laughs> so, our, our, our listeners really need to get to know you. So, how did you become a fan of pro wrestling? How long have you been a fan? Um, um, I've been one probably, it depends on uh, how you look at it. I mean, living in Memphis, like ever since I can remember, you know, Memphis wrestling, I have an older brother um, that was a fan first. And I kind of, a lot of the things that I'm fan, a fan of as a child, it was because I had no choice. Like yeah. it wasn't going to change the channel, <laughs> you know, right. when Memphis wrestling came on after cartoons or whatever, it was like, okay, we're watching this. And then <laughs> from there, um, I got hooked. And then I would say I was like super, I watched it with him a lot. I remember one of the earlier memories I have, I was like eight or nine and my brother had been telling me, or I'd been watching about, um, yoga Zuna and he was going to be on that. What was it like that, sh- that, uh, aircraft carrier what was yeah, he gonna be on um the star spangled oh, celebration yes, the yeah car- the, st- the u.s carrier yeah yeah yeah. and it was show. like an open challenge and he was like you know anybody that can come you know and body slam him you know and all this kind of stuff and i remember asking my brother like because he would either sometimes i think he didn't usually our parents wouldn't let us like buy the pay-per-views or anything like that and so he would have to wait for them to like come out on vhs and rent them and stuff but i remember he had the heard struggle is real. right right and i was like you know did anybody do it did anybody do it and that was like one of the early things where i was actually interested in something of all of all things oh. but um yeah that and then you know my i never my dad never took me to memphis wrestling but my brother did and i remember he brought a friend with him when we were little and the parents called my parents like the night afterwards and we're like uh my child's freaking out because he thinks the moon dogs are gonna like attack him and like he was waking up the he had taken my dad was like i didn't realize like how intense like for like an eight or nine year old those moon dogs are like coming out into the crowd with like collars on mm-hmm. barking in kids faces and stuff dude my first experience of wrestling when i was like eight years old my dad took me to watch Jerry Lawler and Jeff Jarrett against the Moon Dogs, oh, and yeah. I remember, my dad has a video of it. Apparently, back then wrestling was referred to as Boom Boom, 
And I'm Clinton. The moon dogs come out, and I'm like, no more boom boom, Dad. Time to go home. I'm done with this. I know they were scary. Like, I mean, I remember being like afraid of them as a child. I was like, oh, but yeah. So then I got between that, and then I got like really hooked in it like when I was in junior high and it was the Attitude Era mm -hmm. and my brother um, had gotten like it was like the first time he getting like cable in his room or whatever and our parents had no idea what all was happening on that wrestling show <laughs> we were watching it mm -hmm. but you know like 98 choppy, 99 choppy, yo, pee -pee. <laughs> it was just all kinds of stuff and even now when I like look back at it I'm like oh my god there was a lot yeah. more heinous stuff than I remembered but yeah. and it's funny I was I actually showed my wife a video the other day from the Attitude Era when Mark Henry made out with a dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh no! Or, that's why they call her Sammy, baby. That's not. That's the tip of the iceberg of stuff yeah, that right. happened back then. Right. No, what's really funny is my grandmother is this hardcore Christian, and so because of that, she loves Shawn Michaels. Okay. And like, I had to break her heart and show her that Shawn wasn't always um, nice. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I showed her the strip poker was, segment was... where he's like playing with his junk, junk oh. and stuff. <laughs> Oh. His, his rear end was often on TV. <laughs> Definitely. All right, I'm going to ask you two favorite, okay. um, all-time favorite. Okay. Um, God, it's really hard. People ask me that sometimes, and it's funny because people that aren't even wrestling fans ask me that, and if I don't say Hulk Hogan, they don't know who I'm talking about usually. But um, all-time favorite, I'm going to say probably probably going to be Shawn Michaels. As it, when I was little, yes. Bret, Bret Hart was like, my favorite and it was probably like i'm like like six or seven and he wore pink and he had teddy bears with shades on him and he was like super like the good guy you know face or whatever and so i loved him so i got to meet him a couple of years ago at access and that was really cool and i totally bombed because you know you were talking to me earlier about jericho and like i was like went up there and i'm like okay what am i gonna say and i'm wearing like this t-shirt that looks kind of like an old nintendo t-shirt with wrestlers on it mm -hmm. and he's like oh well that's nice. a cool shirt am i on there and i look on there and he's not like every other you got like doink and like all these other like people on there and i'm like he's like oh i'm not Blast on there me. yeah and i was i just felt so ashamed and my brother was like i can't believe you you didn't uh wear a shirt with his face on <laughs> it like, well, uh, man, so. I would have screamed in his face like the old commercial and just went, Brett! <laughs> <laughs> he was really, he was really nice though. My brother talked to him about like his uh, feud with Jerry Lawler that he had, and he was talking about all that. So he was cool. Uh, all right, and your current favorite? Um, that also Don't sometimes changes, but AJ Styles is uh, who I'm going to go with on that. There for a while, I was really into Dean Ambrose um, in terms of current roster and stuff. But man, they've like, they've really kind of like hurt him in some of the way they've you know built him and everything or not built him but um yeah AJ Styles is like by far right now my favorite cool um tell us tell me about what WrestleCon is like it is I haven't I didn't go um I don't go to the sessions like they do these sessions during the day and it's like you know anywhere from 20 to 100 bucks to get your photo with somebody mm -hmm. um but they also do that when you go I, I've gone to the super show the last three or four years um, and it's by far the craziest wrestling fans in terms of like they will they're like savages on what they will chant like mm -hmm. last year not this year but last year um, Jeff Jarrett was in the ring and then uh, who's he married to his wife was married to uh, Kurt Karen yeah Karen and she was married to Kurt, Kurt Angle mm -hmm. and they were doing chants about that and like. We want Kurt and like doing all this, but then of course uh, Tommy Dreamer and him were like saying all kinds of crazy stuff that was like I won't even repeat here. But like it's like it's crazy fans and it's some of them are like 
super super nuts a lot of them are drunk but it's a it's a good show you know there's there's some slight sadness to it because they've got some of these old wrestlers that come out there and you're like oh man you're on like a bottle of pills or you're you know like marty janetti was there and they were chanting marty's drunk and like all this kind of stuff but um it's a really it's a really cool uh experience uh, what so about cheer Marty's drunk, but they won't cheer Kevin Owens is fat. <laughs> well, actually, I think it was Marty's wasted. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, who are some of the favorites you got to see on the indie circuit? While you're um, up there? Ricochet. Oh, nice. And I got to meet him and like get a photo with him. And of course, I didn't say anything, which because that's the way I am. Did you honestly. call him a? Did you go on Matt Hardy on him and call him a spot monkey? <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. But, uh, yeah, I got to meet him and uh, at Wale Mania. I did that. And so, um, and I was like, the, me and my husband were the first ones that walked up there. And so it was like super awkward. And I think they just thought I was there with my husband and like had n- no idea who he was and stuff. And so when I walked up there and he was like, no, my husband's like, she's a, she's one that wants the autograph or whatever. He's kind of looking like, oh, okay. Because I guess he just assumed I didn't, but. Uh, did you That's get stereotyping? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> One of the guys, I'm going down next year. My cousin lives in New Orleans. I'm going to crash with him. Yeah, I've um, been telling everybody. Let's go together. Hey, man. Uh, well, I don't know. He doesn't have a lot of room, so he's got his <laughs> uh, wife I'll and a sleep kid. In your and, car. Okay. Yeah, you can sleep in the back of my truck. I'll be the drifter of oh. the oversell. You said podcast. he was small, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he, he's good. <laughs> um, but one thing I'm excited about. I'm hoping he's still an indie worker. Did you get to see? You said I was small. You are small, though. <laughs> you are small. You. You're the gnome that runs the home. Well, that's what. Yeah, that's what I meant. You said he said gnome. So, <laughs> um, but uh, now I forgot the guy's name. I'm still in that. The King of Bros, Matt Riddle. Did you get to see Matt Riddle wrestle at all? I may have. I like. I, I there's not all the indie wrestlers. Like I can't. I'm not gonna say I know for sure on all of them. But he's a former UFC guy that's making a change to wrestling, and okay. he's in Evolve. Did you happen to see Evolve at all? No, I did that two years ago. I went to Evolve. What was an Evolve show like? It was awesome. It was awesome. It was um. I think two years ago was when it was Will Ospreay versus Ricochet, maybe on one of them. And man, that like watching those two is like insane. Like crazy insane like some people are critical of it you know because they say oh it's just too many spots or it's too fast or it's Spot monkey right but it, but I, I like it was awesome like totally awesome very cool I, that's one oh, show man, i give those guys totally respect for their athleticism but i'm old school i want substance not sizzle you know the only thing those two guys need to do when they work together is sell just a little bit more and mm-hmm. that they'll they yeah will. but when you're there Absolutely. watching it in person man it's just like like your jaws on the floor it's just crazy like it's just crazy that like they can work together so well how was the ring of honor show it was awesome um you know there was a it was pretty long um and i could tell there was times where the crowd was kind of like waiting you know for the hardys and young bucks and everything but you said um, through a seven hour wrestlemania i know i know so it was nothing no no no, it wasn't for me but that's like one of the things is like when people were watching it back they were saying the crowd there was times where it didn't seem like for a ring honor ring of honor show they were as much into it but i think that was part of it um, but Will Ospreay, they had like a, uh, lucha match in that one that was really awesome. Um, and they had like a women's like pre-show thing, like women of honor. I think mm-hmm, that's a newer mm-hmm. thing they're doing. And like, they don't have women wrestlers that are very good yet. <laughs> like the one match I came in on at the end, I was like, Ugh. but you know, maybe that'll, do you know better. who it was? I, I know, them all up. I know it was it Taylor. What's her name? What's her name? It was the last one they did on the show, like uh, on the women's show. Um, God. I can't even but, remember. But, yeah, it was kind of, you know, but then again, I've seen, like, a lot of really good women wrestlers later, lately. Did you so. get to see Adam Cole? 
wrestle? Yes, yes. What, what do you think of that? What do you like? Adam Cole? Adam yeah. Cole wrestled. Yeah, yeah, he was there. I thought um, he was under contract with WWE. No, he's still under Ring of Honor, I think, until May 30. Uh, yeah, I think he's first. supposed to be going to WWE. I mean, he eventually. is a trainer at the Performance Center, right? I think so. I've heard. No, no, Adam Cole's not a trainer. Oh, not trainer. I thought you said That's he's a trainer. That's what I had there. heard, that Adam Cole had become a trainer at the Performance No, I no, no. I, I think his contract's not up till the end of May. Um, yeah, there was a. he was, like, really over. Like, everybody was, like, really. And he had a. He he wrestled. For, it was for the TV title, I believe. I got come on, get in there, Derek. Yeah. There should never be a television title anymore. They should all be the internet title. Oh, and then there was uh, Cody I mean, Rhodes. Come on, I'm gonna change the time. Cody Rhodes and um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, I, I had to go back and find oh, it again. You know, he We're had the he had the Ring of Honor. He, the, he had the Ring of Honor title, like not that or TV title, not that long ago. Um. I'm blanking on thing. Anyway, that was good. It was like that cowbell match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was actually, I was like, oh god, this is gonna suck, was, you know. But it was really good. Like Texas rope bull. Yeah, rope my matches. little brother got too sweeted by Cody Rhodes as he rode by on his motorcycle, so he was like oh. super, super stoked about that. Cool. What? And tell me a little bit about what the super show was. Um the uh the WrestleCon Super Show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was that? We well, already talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that one. Cool. And then I had tickets to NXT also, and then I realized like the Ring of Honor show was like an hour away. Like I, they say that WWE tries to like block out a lot of the indie shows like close into town. So yeah, they, they do. Yeah, yeah. They try to push them out, you know, further. And so it was kind of like I mean, I had why to make, wouldn't you? Right. I I, I, mean. I had to, the thing that makes is crazy to me is like. I don't know why they would want to do that because it's like a week long event and all of it is I mean, like it helping them. Perfect sense why you would want it. I mean, I'm not trying to cut you off. It makes perfect sense. I mean, if you, I mean, look at us three. I mean, I don't know y'all's financial situation, but as far as I go, I don't make big, big money. So if I take the time to go down to WrestleMania week, I'm on a fixed income. Like even New Orleans, I was on a fixed income. If I go and spend money, at the Ring of Honor show, that's money that I don't have to buy a Hall of Fame ticket. Right. Well, of course you'd want to cut out those guys. Yeah, well, and I, I went to a Hall of Fame uh, the first in th- on 30, which was like Jake the Snake and oh, all yeah, that. And that yeah. one's like an awesome one. And I haven't gone since then the because I've just... Warrior. I've just... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't like him. Wait, we don't you know, that can be a talk for another day. <laughs> I was, Wait, your origin, you just told your origin story and it's Memphis Wrestling and you didn't go see the most legendary tag team in the history of the universe, Rock and Roll Express, get inducted I did not. in the Hall of Fame. I did not. I know. It's well, crazy. I mean, you know, yeah, it's like Kevin Owens, man. well, it's it, well, it's like <laughs> he said though. I mean, with all the, if you want to go see indie shows and stuff like right. that, I mean, there, it was at the same time as let's see, that one was on Friday, so I think it was the same time as the WrestleCon Super Show, and so, um, I, I did that one was like the best one since thirty, like that I thought about actually going to because I like DDP and obviously Kurt Angle and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but. Right. Yeah, so I, I kind of had to make the choice there, and I had to sell my NXT tickets last minute because I was like, okay, am I doing Ring of Honor or am I doing NXT? Oh, blasphemy! Yeah, and I only, but there was only really one match I really wanted to like see at NXT, so I was just like, okay, I got to make the They had an awesome card. You had the glorious one defeating the overrated Michael Jackson. Oh, dude, I am going to. You ever say that? That's the one I wanted to see, but not not. Not if, the way he said Mo, it. Mo, if you ever say that again, I will. <laughs> I am going to cut you off big time, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, nah, I like Nakamura. I was about to say, if you don't like Nakamura, Rude's awesome. Yeah, um, I mean, I I like Nakamura. I'll put it. I like Nakamura. Bell the bell. 
and I love the over the topness of his entrance. I just it just I don't get it. It's, I don't get the whole funky gyration stuff. But hey, he's over. He's making that money. He's yeah. Cool, I saw man. him wrestle he's, Sami Zayn uh, two years ago. I think oh, at NXT. You got the fight forever match. Yeah. Oh, oh man, that nice. one, that was awesome. That was one of the best matches like I've seen live. So. I've got a shirt from WrestleCrate. I'm I'm definitely Thanks, looking man. forward to the Dolph Ziggler Sinscape program. Um, I've got a shirt. I think now. Ziggler can definitely introduce him the right way. I got a shirt from WrestleCrate, and it's a shadow image of Nakamura and Zayn. It just says "Fight Forever" on it. That's awesome. Oh, I love that shirt. That was such a great match. Aww. So was that all the shows? My birthday's coming up. You're going to give it to me, right? <laughs> Mo, you'd wear that thing like a dress. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm a two X. That thing would swallow you. <laughs> And spit you back out. I know, that's the only reason you're not wearing an MOE shirt. <laughs> yeah, because you don't have any to cover the fat asses. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm prejudiced to Kevin Owen types. You know? Oh, oh well. Owen. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so is that all the shows you got to? We, we covered we covered Ring of Honor. Wally Mania, Wally Mania was like one of the things I did this year for the first time. And like a lot of people, don't, they're like, I don't know who Wally is. Wrestling fans don't know who Wally is, you know, and all this. But I'm like, he's a fan. What is I'm even gonna say what what is Wally Mania? Wally Mania. Wally Mania. Is Wally Mania is there's a rapper Wale. He's mm-hmm. a huge wrestling fan, like really oh. big into wrestling. And so uh, I think this is the third year he put on this thing where he performs and he has like a panel um, of like ex- like Dave Meltzer was there answering questions. Mm. Um, they had tons of people there. I and then him. a lot of if you hate Dave Meltzer, that's not good. No, I, I don't. I don't have a problem with <laughs> Meltzer. A, I know everybody seems to either love him or hate him. I love him, but um, anyway, there was a bunch of bunch of uh, like people like that there. And then all these wrestlers like um, come kind of under the radar from WWE. Like the later it gets, the more of them you see. Um, and I bought like this, what they called the golden ticket or whatever. So we got to do like meet Ricochet and like be upstairs and not have to be in the general admission and all this kind of stuff. And they mm-hmm. gave us our own table. And I could tell the people that work there, like the waitresses that normally do bottle service are like pissed that there's these wrestling fans <laughs> just like chilling, you know, just like they're so annoyed. Cause I'm, right. Cause I was like, uh, and Noel Foley was like bartending. And so my little brother's like, not even 21 he's 20 and he's like going up there to order a soda just so he can talk to noel foley and then yeah i was like oh my god stop smiling noel god <laughs> he was uh so he was super into that but the funniest thing was this the after a while after the bottle service waitresses were like ignoring us forever they finally came over and asked if we wanted a bottle and i had already spent a hundred and something dollars on each ticket and i looked at it and the cheapest oh thing god. was like 250 bucks uh. and i was like no you know we we paid for this this is like our VIP thing or whatever we paid for it so if you want to like I'll order a drink but I'm not ordering a bottle that wasn't on here that I had to do that Mm -hmm. and she's like well if you if you don't do that you have to leave and I mean at that point my husband my husband and one one of my brothers kind of started like getting up and I'd had a little like some to drink and I already knew what the rules were about what I paid for because I was doing that and so yeah I said well I'm not moving so I don't know what you want to do about it because I paid for it you know and all this and my husband's like oh my god you were to embarrass me you know and all this stuff I was like you know when you've been drinking in front of all the drunk wrestling fans well you know when you've been drinking and you're like no you're like it's fine it's fine don't worry it's fine and you're like trying to act like you're you're being cool but you're not really being cool but Mm -hmm. um anyway this guy that had helped me get my little brother in there because he wasn't 21 um like somebody i knew on twitter had been like oh ask court bauer or whatever and so court bauer put me in 
content. I Say didn't even what? know. I didn't know Court Bauer was like a thing until I mentioned to my brother. I was like, Court Bauer was talking to me on Twitter. Said he would help me get this guy's number so that I can get my little brother in or whatever. And they're like, What? You know Court Hashtag, Bauer? Get minors in the bars. And I was like, I don't know him. I just he just helped me out on Twitter or that's... whatever. And so he got me in touch with um, a guy, and he that's like a ticket rep guy that was there and. He had told me, like, when he got us in, he's like, text me if you have any issues during the show. And so by that point, I was like, this is an issue. This girl's trying to kick me out of this table, you know, or whatever. And so I sent it to him, and I was like, dude, I just paid several hundred dollars for all of us to sit here. She's trying to kick us out. And he's like, don't worry, I'm on my way, I'm on my way. So he comes he comes over there, and he's like, I told those waitresses, don't, I don't know if y'all cuss on here, but he, Go was like, he goes, don't fuck with my people, <laughs> which, you know, makes you feel kind of... Oh, wonderful. Yeah, it makes you feel kind of cool. But then he's like, look, look, I'm going to do this for y'all. He's like, I'm going to give you vip wristbands i'm gonna let you go in the back there's an open bar all the wrestlers and everything are back there whoa he's like but i'm just gonna Aww. ask that you don't take a, don't ask them to take a bunch of photos and all this kind of stuff and so i'm like telling my little brother like be cool or whatever and so we go back there and you know it's an open bar and wrestlers so it's like chaos they're yeah, all trying I, to get I, drinks I, <laughs> they're like i can only imagine yeah they're and like it was i mean like um Xavier Woods was walking by. Uh, Big E was oh, there. Xavier. I'm sitting there like at this table thing, and like Moose and his girlfriend are sitting there, and oh. then Moose leaves. Moose. There was a lot of good observing time during that because like Moose walked off, and his girlfriend, who I think also was a wrestler, but I'm not sure who she was, was sitting there, and this wrestling fan who somehow had also gotten into the VIP wearing like a soft shirt or something, he like comes over there kind of drunkenly and starts trying to talk to her, and I'm like, I lean over to my brother, whoever's standing there, and I was like, this is going to be good when this guy doesn't know that this is Moose's girlfriend, and then he comes back, and so sure enough, like he walks back like towering over this guy, and he goes, oh, uh, hey, uh, it's nice to meet you, I feel like I should call you uh, Mr. Moose, Um, Mr. Moose, it's nice to meet you, and then that dude just like ran off, and so that was pretty funny, but um, I didn't call him Mr. Moose. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great lead. I, I like Moose. He's segway. Great perfect se- segue. Perfect segue <laughs> right. because um, this past Saturday at RSWF on uh, Perkins Road, uh-huh. Perkins Mo- Road, Memphis, Tennessee, Moose was there. The place oh, be. really? Yeah, he um, he's very yeah. close to my he house. Is the, he was <laughs> the RSWF heavyweight champion. He wanted in a great match against Bishop Cage. And somehow he got it back due to someone cheating he on this cheated. phone. He cheated to steal Bishop Cage's uh, Southern Heavyweight uh, Championship. No, I, see, I just don't remember it like that. <laughs> I don't remember it like that. I was there. And then last Saturday, this past Saturday, in a fair and square battle for the ages, Bishop Cage sent Moose packing back to that reject retirement home known as Impact Wrestling. <laughs> um. And the mercenaries reign supreme. What else happened at that show? Uh, we had the uh, the uh, yearly two-ring over-the-top rope overload battle royal, which the MOE was screwed out of. But of I did not go out with my head hung in shame. I have a record five eliminations in the overload battle royal, which is it's been running. This is the fourth year they've ran it, and I now hold the record. So I Roman Reigns that battle royal, <laughs> and uh, so that means they're yeah, gonna, they they kind of liked you and then they won't like you at all afterwards, right? No, well, hold on, they don't <laughs> oh, like they him. Hate, they don't. They, they hate don't. Me. Oh, they yeah. hate you. Okay. He is. I will say this: Mo it gets the reaction that he wants, he gets and heat. and Mo get he he's able to get he's a, he, really easy to get under the skin. Yeah, well, Mo is very annoying. Well, that's that's good though. Very right? nice. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, what else happened? But uh, this 
Um, um, we had a, it was a pretty good show. Uh, Michael and Maverick not only lost the RSW tag team titles, but they now split. And, oh, uh, wow. Michael Robinson is playing for our side now. So, oh. Uh, he's not getting a mercenary invite, but he's definitely playing for our side now. So he's kind of like a, who's the guy that was um, kind of a pledge for the NWO, but uh, Spicoli? He is our Disco Inferno. No, not he Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno. It was Spicoli, or not Spicoli, that was... Yes, it was, Lou Spicoli. Lou yeah, he yeah, hung there. around with Scott. Yeah, yeah, so he's kind of like your Lou Spicoli? <laughs> yeah, well, not actually. He, see, he helped, it was uh, me, Bundy, and uh, him eliminated Bishop. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maverick. We eliminated seven-foot Maverick over the top rope. And then he made rookie mistake. You don't laugh next to the ropes. So I kindly tossed him over the top. Very good. It's impressive that you eliminate guys eliminated Maverick. That dude... It, he makes me look like a teenage oh, he's legit. kid. He makes me look like a teenage kid. I mean, the dude is just humongous. A lot of people don't realize this, but before Maverick got into wrestling, he was actually on the American Gladiators television show. Uh, I can believe that. Was that the new one with, that was done by Hulk Hogan and uh, Muhammad Ali's daughter? I believe so, yeah. What was I mean, his name? I was never he... picked his brain. We're kind of in opposite dressing rooms, you know? Um, you know, he's playing for the good team, and I'm playing for the winning team. Yeah, so right, it's like, right, uh, right. Sorry. But he, he was actually American Gladiators and did a, tr- a tour to Japan. So that dude is legit. Yep. Hey, uh, that's another great segue, Mo. Let's, I want to talk a little New Japan. Um, we had Sakura Genesis, Genesis this past week, and it was mm-hmm. a great card. But Shibata came up short. And on that segue, I have to thank, I have to thank the owner of the Oversell Podcast for uh, not only turning me on to New Japan Pro Wrestling, but um, – facilitating the means to watch <coughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. So uh, I thank you for that. And I have watched – I've never really been a fan of Japanese-style wrestling, but I've definitely – it's been an eye-opener. Well, uh, definitely I like Shibata, which unfortunate about him. But yeah. continue on. Um, well, you know, it's funny. The guy that runs New Japan Pro Wrestling is a guy named Ghetto. I believe he's the, uh, the junior ta- one of the junior tag team champions right now. And he is actually a huge fan, and you can kind of see it in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's a big fan of Memphis Wrestling. Oh, yeah. It's very well The MOE, I know. Well, I think it was before you were born, <laughs> Memphis Wrestling, no, but, you know, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he watches tape on you. That's where Kushida gets all his stuff is from you. Uh, you didn't know I was Spudnik Row in a past life? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, you kind of have the hair right now to prove to... To Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Katsu, sorry, Katsuyori Shibata and Kazuchika, Kazuchika Okada had like this five-star match. Melter gave it five-star, and it was one of the best matches ever. Those two guys beat the hell out of each other. And I don't know if this is a work or not, but the Shibata had to have a subdural hematoma removed from his head. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. It's like Ooh. from the headbutting or yeah. what? Man, that headbutting stuff, like in, when I have watched like New Japan, New Japan stuff, it's like oh, that sound, like... It, it like totally it's one of the things that like it just like can't take it like it's so cringe I know right it's so cringe I will say that I'm happy that we've somewhat had a good ter- good finish to, to this incident I mean because you remember not too long ago uh was it Masawa that took the backdrop and didn't get back up no there that and was that, that no that was um Hanma who took a DDT and apparently jacked up his head or neck really bad, and I think he's still in the hospital. He's part. He was part of the tag team champions there for a while. With no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about Masawa that died back in like 2009, 2010. Oh, oh, that was before long before I was watching any of Japan stuff. 
Oh, you don't know who Masao is? Man, you're like the monk of Japanese wrestling to me. You don't know who uh, Masao is? Well, it, within the past year, I've gotten on to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I, I'm I'm totally, I, I'm still kind of new to it. I'm still learning some of these guys. Right. But, I mean, I, I enjoy watching a New Japan show, especially when you get... Well, t- take it as a recommendation from the Mac Daddy of Entertainment himself. Watch some Masawa. I sure will. I sure will. I've opened myself up to a lot of new wrestling this past year, New Japan Pro Wrestling being the top of the list. I mean, they got so Kushida, Shibata, Okada. Oh, they, they are without a doubt. I mean, I know they're not in the United States, but they're without a doubt the closest rival to the WWE you can get. And they they have their first USA show coming up. Yeah, I saw in the next that. Couple in of California, months. right? Yep, yeah. in Long Beach. Ooh, yeah. I need to get booked on that. They totally need some motivation <laughs> on that. Hey, show. man, I think you and Kushida could tear the house down, Mo. I think oh, we would. We would. We'd be. Meltzer would give us two stars, has. but who oh, gives it? Yeah, that that show sold out in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, like all a, of them. Yeah, that's cool though. That that's incredible. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. I love as a fan, not as a. Re- I love to hear as a fan that. In a lot of ways, wrestling is slightly on the on the comeback when you when you hear about you know like the pro wrestling ego shows are getting more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ring of Honor is on its way back up. You got Lucha Underground, which I finally got to watch on Netflix, Netflix, Netflix and I'm yeah. a huge fan of. I know I knocked I'll- it before. I, did, I knocked it before I tried it. Yeah, I watched but it like it the was, first season that it was on there, but I haven't watched it then. And my little brother was like, "You got to keep watching." I've been watching them, in, you know, just back to back on Netflix. And that, so. The first season of that show, yeah, I mean, the culmination at Lucha uh, or at Ultima Lucha was just like and I, every, the way they did everything. Like, I mean, it, it depends on, I guess, like if you're a stickler to a certain style, but like the way the production was done and everything, I thought it was really cool. Like. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I loved the grungy feel to it. It's Robert Rodriguez. And it personally made me. I'm not a big fan of girl versus guy matches, but I totally want to work sexy star. <laughs> I do yep. remember watching her. Yeah. Who's your? All right. Let me ask you guys this: After watching a little bit of Lucha Underground, who's your favorite Lucha Underground person? Uh, I like uh, what's his name on there now. You, you can't say Prince Puma either. Johnny that's a Moon, Johnny Mundo. No, that's too easy. It's too easy. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I Who's swear to God, I did not notice that you had that. He has it right behind his head, and I did not notice that. But I was just, as soon as you were talking about Lucha I can't Lucha see that. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, Johnny Mundo. You like Johnny Mundo. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he's turning. Uh, I'm going to go with Sexy Star. Screw it. I'm going with Sexy Star. I am a Pentagon Junior guy. That first season sold me Pen- on him. Yes. The story he told throughout that whole season and the culmination of Mo, have you seen the first all the first season? I've seen all the first season. I, and as far as the story, dude, I love Chavo. Chavo, Chavo definitely broke that bullcrap aura that WWE put on him the last few years when he was losing the Hornswoggle <laughs> and all that crap. I definitely love the rebirth, so to speak, of uh, Chavo Guerrero and on Lucha Underground. Well, the culmination of. Uh, uh, Vampiro telling him to break his arm, and then like I've been your master this whole time. That's that's storytelling that I have not seen in a wrestling company in a very long time. I love Lucha Underground. I've loved New Japan. I need to do a little bit better about Impact. I just can't bring myself. Uh, I, that's one thing I've not. I do not watch. I do not watch Impact Wrestling. I have definitely. I've definitely opened, especially since meeting Derek. I've definitely opened myself up to more wrestling styles. One thing I will never, ever, ever justify though. Is a human, a grown man, 
flipping another grown man by his testicles. Okay, yeah. You know, <laughs> Screw you, Joey Ryan. Oh, yeah, my little brother took a photo with him this weekend. Oh, at, well, uh, he didn't touch his <laughs> junk. Dinner. No, he did not, but people did <laughs> get thrown over the rope just by doing uh, it. So. You know, Some people get really mad about, about it. The heat, heat I, get for, I don't even care about the heat I get from it. I don't care. That guy needs to get the hell out of the wrestling business. Well, I, I'm period. all for suspension of disbelief when it comes to wrestling, but come on. That's what somebody was saying the other day. They were like, "There's, give me some semblance of like slight reality. But I think it's exactly. like. Exactly. Because I, 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 I had an argument with a, two little wannabe wrestlers that play wrestler here in Memphis, <laughs> and I had an argument with them on Facebook over it, and, I'm, and they tried to use Rikishi's stink face as an argument. Here's the thing about that. When a 300-pound man is backing his backside up into you, I don't have to try hard to suspend disbelief on that. A 300 man yeah. is going to overpower you and do whatever the hell he wants. But a grown man flexing and you're hurt by his junk, get, <laughs> get out of the business. Get you're, you're killing what I grew up loving. And I don't care who who disliked that. This ain't even Kevin Owens heat. This is get the hell out of the business. Yeah. If I ever see you, I'm going to headbutt you in the nose. <laughs> People love, like, my, you know, it's kind of probably, like, back to that attitude era kind of thing. Like, my little brother's 20, and his friends are all around that age. And they were, like, flipping out that he got a photo with him. And they, they I mean, I think he's funny. I think it's funny, whatever. But you do have to, like, I, I watch it as, like, a comedy match. Like, if somebody's wanting to be taken seriously wrestling against him, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, he's super over. He was super I over mean, there. I mean, everything he does, like that booby plex. I don't even know what you call it, where he grabs the girls by the boobs and he suplexes. That's dangerous. He does some For one, does several I've watched it on things. YouTube. That's dangerous. Like, fuck him, man. Well, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will be talking superstar shakeups. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Well, let's let's All segue. Let's segue when, away from Joey Ryan and his penis. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the superstar shakeup. My thought I had first off was. WWE has these ideas for a draft. They do the superstar shakeup where it sounds like really exciting, and then the execution. Yeah, I don't really know. Okay, so I didn't I feel see they SmackDown. ruined. I feel they ruined the two brands. Well, I was trying to figure out like because what I, was the shakeup part? Like who was supposed to be like storyline wise? Who was supposed to be deciding that? They, they weren't doing exactly. it like a draft. Like was it trades? Was it like you know? Well, yeah, that's what they insinuated. That's what they insinuated on Raw before the the week before. Is they kind of insinuated that when. They were pretty. I forget who said it, but somebody was telling Kurt Angle, "Hey, you better keep me here on Raw." Sami Zayn. Um, I think it was Seth. Or yeah, um, Seth. Maybe. But uh, I feel like I feel like the initial draft, uh, even though I feel SmackDown has definitely kicked the crap out of Raw since the draft, I felt that the brands were just starting to get their footing. You yeah. know, because everything's everybody's got the pre-planned WrestleMania. So after WrestleMania is when you really start getting the engine revving on everybody. And I felt like the brands were just starting to establish themselves. And honestly, I feel like the shakeup screwed everything up. You know, screwed everything and, up. And that first example being Miz and Maurice moving to Raw. Miz and Maurice were two of the best yeah. things on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, the best, in my opinion. The best. Yeah. I, they were doing great stuff. Like that John Cena, all the stuff they did with that made me actually sit, like halfway interested <laughs> in that Miz. match, you know? Like, I mean, I, I didn't, I knew I was John so Cena was going to propose at all that. Mania. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I was. We were hoping. Who was it? Someone had suggested, and I was like, "Oh my god, that would have been so amazing." They were like, "What if you know Cena and Nikki lose to um, Miz and Maurice? 
and then or they win and then Cena proposes and they were saying what if Nikki looked at him and did the you can't see me face they were oh, like and then no. had they were, and I was like oh my god that would have been so awesome and they were like and then like look down the ramp and have Roman Reigns standing there and have her walk off with him oh, and I said man goodness. that crowd would have lost oh. their mind hey that would definitely that would definitely reinforce the whole gold gold digger image cuz unfortunately no, I'm even going to say, unfortunately, I, I didn't like The Undertaker losing a second time. I didn't like that he lost to Roman Reigns, but I will say Roman won me over the next night on Raw because so many guys would have tried to talk over that rambunctious crowd. I was and there. he executed perfectly. <laughs> I was there. He executed perfectly. The, my, my yard now drops my uh, walk up. Um, all I, he needed to say, short, sweet, simple, and infuriating. He can't say much more. I didn't know a, how to say much more. <laughs> I had an interesting thought for how they could have ended Miz uh, at the WrestleMania with Cena. And, you know, Cena apparently had that ring in his pocket the whole match. <laughs> yeah. What if somehow Miz picked his pocket and as he's going to propose, Cena starts searching for his pockets. He's like, what? <laughs> and then Miz walks out. Hey, John, are you looking for you something? Can't see this. You can't. And then walks out. Right. And, oh, my God, the heat Miz would have gotten for that. But we well, got... I mean, since you guys put your fantasy booking, my fantasy booking for Ms. Marie, Cena, Nikki was that somehow, because I love Hills, but I don't like Hills getting over. I like Hills cheating to win. I would love to see Ms. and Marie somehow slip over on Cena and Nikki. Maybe Cena, because this would be like another, this would be the second time he lost to the Miz at WrestleMania. So it'd be, you know, Cena kind of, you know, distraught in the ring, like, oh, man, I just lost again to the Miz. Oh my God! Nikki got to hug him, console him, and he kind of just like short armed her, like shoves her ass down, <laughs> and just left her like that. I, I, that's that what I was sad. hoping would happen. But um, so from and maybe he runs up the ramp and jumps in Kevin Owens' arms, and they go off and whatever. Turn that dial. Whoops! I accidentally hit something on my soundboard there. So from SmackDown Live to Raw, we had Ms. Maurice, Ambrose, Wyatt, Bliss, James, Mickey James, Buzz. Apollo Crews, Kalisto, Heath Slater, Rhino, and Kurt Hawkins. Those last three or four. Eh. Face the facts. What's what are the facts? Oh, Kurt uh, Hawkins. That, uh, this shakeup totally screwed up the two brands. And then from <laughs> Raw to SmackDown, you've got KO, Charlotte Flair, The New Day, Rusev, Lana, and it's kind of interesting that those two are kind of they weren't together when they announced them. You know, Lana was doing her little burlesque dance or some burlesque dance mm. thing. Um, Sami Zayn, The Shining Stars, which, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> the, the Shining Stars will only I work. I hate if the, those guys get so much heat. Those guys are awesome, man. Hey, it, they just, if they want to make that work, they'll get Carlito back because that would get that over. Uh, Sin, oh, absolutely. Sin Cara, gender. I'm going to give you a concussion, Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> and Tamina Snuka. Thank which, you for getting rid of that midget Undertaker wannabe. God, say what? <laughs> you don't like Balor? No, no, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. I love Finn Balor. I think Finn Balor is a hard worker. He definitely deserves to be where he is right now. No, he don't. I, I don't dislike his work. I don't dislike his. The only problem I have with Finn Balor is he is 190 pounds. And that whole demon character, especially before he got hurt the first time, they're trying to really push that as like an Undertaker-esque mind games and all that. Dude, you're 190 pounds. You're 190 pounds. You're awesome, but you're not. You're not intimidating. Like I'm sorry. Like he, you play those mind games with Strowman. He should 
flip over three ambulances on your head. <laughs> Which, <laughs> but, I, but I don't dislike Finn Balor. I just I I don't like that he's this creepy so, well, Undertaker. So would you think that if if they moved him to like the cruiserweight division, do you th- would you like him a little more then? I, I feel he's too good for the cruiserweight division. Like I, that's why I'm not a hater of Finn Balor. Like don't don't get me like confused. I just don't like the demon stuff. I don't. I, I love I love the idea of it. It's just not him. He's well, a little need, guy. Go back and work look up what you got. I mean, that's just what his career is built on. You know, being a great worker, but also having these extravagant entrances. Like, have y'all seen the Joker entrance he did? Yes. Oh my god. And I love it absolutely. Yeah, but, the, the but, stuff, yeah. but what he was doing over there is not what they're doing. Right. With him in WWE. Right. Well, they That's can't come out. Yeah, they, they always do watered down versions well, of all that kind of stuff. That, and I'm sure DC Comics would sue right. the pants <laughs> off of them if he came, <laughs> came out dressed like that. Oh, Even though Alexa yeah. Bliss is all the time trying to look like uh, Harley. Harley. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, the only shakeup I liked. I felt that um, the women was the only part of the shakeup I liked because Bliss. I love Bliss. I feel that she had outgrown the whole Becky Lynch feud, and that was really, in my opinion. Becky was the only person on par for her to really work with. And with Charlotte, it gives some legitimacy to the SmackDown title. Mm-hmm. And Tamina, I love that Tamina. I me hope too. they actually do something with Tamina. Yeah, I don't too. think they me will, too. but I hope so. And yeah. Charlotte, um, her being on Raw now, um, I'm talking about, um, damn, I'm, I'm drinking Alexa a little bit Bliss. right now too. But uh, Alexa Bliss, with her being on Raw, I can't wait for, I can't wait for Bailey and Bliss. Like, yeah, and you know, I think it's be awesome. You know, it's also interesting because Nia Jax and her are pretty good friends, so maybe we'll get to see some tag matches with those two together. Not a Nia maybe, Jax, maybe, not maybe Nia a Shawn Michaels Diesel female version. There you go. Like, Why don't you like Nia Jax? I just don't think she's a very good wrestler. I mean, I think she's The Rock's cousin, and I think that's a big reason she even got a chance on there. I have nothing. I have no problem with like her size or any of that kind of stuff. It's just. Don't think she's like a good worker. I don't think she's very good. I will. I think and she's, I'll build and she's on what you're saying. She's I agree not a very with good what talker you're saying either. about her. My problem with Nia Jax is I wish they would use her for what she is and not try to make her something she's not. And they're trying to push her as like this awesome power. And I'm sure you know her size. She's got to have some power. But and I've seen her NXT stuff when she's working out in the performance center in the gym and everything. She's got some power, but but just her look. She's got the pretty face. She's big. Don't try to make her an awesome Kong or a China because she's not. Just build on what she is. And I feel they're trying too much to make her what she's not. She's not menacing. She's not mean. Like, she's got such a pretty face, like such an innocent person. I would love to see, I would love to see uh, somebody like maybe Bliss point that out. Like, hey, you're fat. <laughs> you I almost think she would do you better know? as a face. Like, because, like, she did that whole whatever it is, like, pose in a bathing suit, body image, positivity thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, like, old school on, like, don't do that. You're a heel. You're not supposed to be, like, I, I like, want them to all, like, I'm just that way. Like, yeah. Don't, yeah, 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 don't, yeah. And yeah. I agree, but in this, in this, I agree with you, but in this day and age of people being so conscious of, like, body shaming and stuff like her, I think she would be the perfect baby face for money yeah that's right. what i yeah that's like, what I yeah, think. i'm I think, big i'm not a barbie doll but right. i'm i'm the best right i think she would do better as a face and i think a big part is too i think they brought her up too early like I, you can just tell like when she's wrestling like everything is about where the camera is you can just see it like you just know like 
she's well, not. That's, that's not her. That's WWE. Yeah, but it's like they, there's a, I've, there's I've a, done a few things for them, and they tell you. They oh tell yeah, no, you, I know like, they do. You, yeah, and that's the thing is that I think she's not good at like it just looks like wrestling by numbers. Like she hasn't figured out how to. I know they make them do that, but it's like she hasn't figured out how to not make it look that obvious or something. You know, I don't right? Because like when I've when I've done tryouts on, they will they will tell you like when you when you do the before the fans ever get in the arena and they let you get in the ring, they will tell you, "Hi, right, this is where the hard cam's going to be. Don't hit. They will t- don't hit this rope." Like, you're going to get in there, you work around, they'll pick somebody, maybe tell you go for five, ten minutes, and they'll tell you, this is the hot cam side, do not hit this rope. Do not do this, blah, 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 blah. So that that ain't so much her, that's that's the company. There was one the other day I saw where she had, like, pinned someone, and then she, like, stopped and turned around towards the camera, and that's where I'm like, okay, you should have just, like, pinned her. It looks stupid, like, there's no reason, you know, kayfabe, whatever, there's no reason to, like, do it that way, but... You know, stuff there like was that. An, one thing. Oh, I- you're, you're correct. You're correct. But at the end of the day, it's just like William Regal said to the group of guys I was with. He asked the guy, he goes, "Are, are you here to be a professional wrestler?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, absolutely." He goes, "Well, sorry, you're in the wrong place. It's not a professional wrestling company. This is a sports entertainment company with a professional wrestling backdrop." The one thing I like that I wish Nia Jax would do more of um, in a match when she first came up. She did a spot where she pinned a girl and decided she wanted to have a little more fun, so she pulled her own shoulders off the mat and beat her up some more. I'd love to see her do that more. That goes back to the whole classic um, heel did type you thing. Nia, did you just call her Nia? Nia, Nia. <laughs> Dude, I'm deep Southern. I can't I just help. Had, I just had a, I had, a, I had a flashback to like 2006 when William Regal insisted that Umaga was Umanga. Umanga and Triple H. <laughs> Triple H. Triple H and Umanga. Jesus. <laughs> um, so let hey, me get but, back. Uh, so is the girl on the podcast here in Memphis? Her, her name is Katie. <laughs> the girl on the podcast. Katie, are you in Memphis? Yes. Yeah, she's in in studio well, with me, Mo. I'm I'm in the this Buccan- Buccaneers wrestling well, cave. <laughs> Oversell podcast is the number one podcast in the U.S. You fly people from all over the world. I don't know where these guys. Are I from. flew in from anyway. East Memphis. <laughs> Right, you <laughs> but uh, um, anyway, this Saturday night, RSWF Wrestling, the return of Alan Steele. The mercenaries are in full effect this week, and um, I've got a um, an ultimatum for Damone, Victoria's Secret model Salvatone. Oh, and uh, hopefully, you guys won't be seeing him no more after this Saturday. You mean the fallen angel? <laughs> Damone Salavino, right? Oh, yeah, Victoria's Secret Angel. Exactly, <laughs> Damone Savatona. Yes, that guy. That guy that I have humiliated, humbled, everything, every single week since he started to mess in my business. Well, there's there's other name. There's another big name coming down to RSWF soon in the next couple yes, of weeks, it right? it is. April the 29th, in fact. And who's coming if to If you town? thought Moose 1 and 2 versus Bishop was cool, well, apparently Moose, he got embarrassed so bad by my buddy, the human juggernaut, Bishop Cage, that he ran back to Impact Wrestling. And he's like, oh, Dutch, oh, Dutch, Moose beat me up really bad, Dutch. I need you to send somebody to beat up Bishop, Dutch. And Dutch Mantell and all his wisdom thought that Ethan Carter the third EC3, is going to be able to beat Bishop Cage. So April the 29th in Memphis, Tennessee, South Perkins, RSWF Wrestling, 
EC3, former TNA world champion, is going to be humbled, embarrassed, and victimized, to quote the Jewish god of managers, Paul Heyman, by the human juggernaut, Bishop Cage. And you never know. Maybe the MOE will get up in there and slap the taste out of his mouth. You never know. You know, I think it's incredible that you guys are getting some of these stars down here. You're getting Moose. You're getting EC3. I mean, it's it's incredible. Those are two big names. Well, if you love that, if you love that, two weeks ago I laid down the challenge, and I will issue the challenge right here on your phenomenal podcast once again. There's a certain guy in Impact Wrestling that uh, I want to slap around a little bit, so the invitation is open. Um, who's that guy in TNA that uh, will now Impact that wannabe Zack Ryder? What's his name? Uh, Dude, uh, I'm so behind. Tell me out, Derek. Uh, no, no, he used to be part of the um, Robbie E. There Robbie you go, Robbie E. Well, Robbie E. Come to Memphis. Get in the ring with the MOE. And, you know, I'll show you what a real wrestling superstar is all about. Uh, let's talk about the young man. Or did you guys hear about what happened to Braun Strowman after Monday Night Raw? There was a petition Braun to get him. Strowman? There was a petition <laughs> to get him fired from Raw for him what he did to Roman Reigns. <laughs> Like what? And it got two thousand signatures Are you on serious? it. I saw no, that. It, and it, it's he. You know, first off, I mean, wonderful. I, that was a supreme suspension of disbelief. I know no one's going to, look, but it looked pretty damn cool. Yeah, like I, I was shocked at how like it didn't look. I mean, obviously. Yeah, I just was like, I didn't see anybody in the background. That ambulance tipping it. Yeah, but they did a good job. I mean, there was when he threw the uh, stretcher thing; it looked a little light to be flipping yeah. over somebody <laughs> with Roman Reigns on it. But like, other than that, like right. they did a good, they did much better than I expected WWE to do that. Because like, I didn't see the cut. I didn't see the. I didn't see the film cut. I, they did it very well. Yeah, they were pretty I, seamless. Obviously, they cut it, and there was a dummy on the stretcher, but. I didn't see it. I thought it was because when he initially went off, I went, "Oh shit!" (laughs) It was very well done. Very well done. I love that they have a petition for that. I'm going to start my own petition for the equally heinous act because if you thought what Braun Strowman did to Roman Reigns was bad, you should have saw what Kevin Owens did to the catering table on SmackDown Live. Come on, man! Come on! Come on, you can't really hate Kevin Owens that much. You can't love Nia Jax hate and hate Owens Kevin Owens for the same Kevin reason. Kevin Owens has changed it. I would rather watch Eric Bischoff versus Vince Russo in a tuxedo <laughs> match than watch Kevin Owens do anything. Uh, so what is it about Kevin Owens? Is it just because he's fat? Is that the only reason you don't like no, him? I, I'll be honest because I, I love your podcast. I'll be honest. Um a few years ago, um, uh, one of my good friends, you haven't had the honor of meeting him yet, one of my good friends made it to the WWE Developmental, and uh, I don't want to mention his name because, you know, I don't want him to be associated with what I'm about to say with Owen, but he, he was badass, like, and at the t- before the Wyatts ever got, he was so badass, in fact, that oh, I know Bray Wyatt that. actually went to the 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 higher ups in NXT and wanted him to replace Eric Rowan in the Wyatt family, mm-hmm. but at the time this guy had only been there a few months and they didn't go with him and history is what it is. But uh, I don't like the fact that this guy, my friend, and I'm maybe a little impartial. He had everything he needed, gimmick, perfect size, look, had everything, and he didn't wasn't there but two years. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, this guy that has absolutely nothing that a wrestler needs is now 
a top guy in the company. And it's not well, what you know, it's who he knows. He's obviously there because Sami Zayn is phenomenal, and he's Sami Zayn's friend. You, know, you say There's, that, though, but... I mean, he's a really good wrestler, and he's he, been wrestling for like decades. And, and, like, and since he's been the WWE, yeah, I can't. He, I can't. To think, me, he gets his whole move set. To me, when I watch his matches, it's no different than if I put computer versus computer on a SmackDown versus Raw game and hit start. I mean, his WWE right. matches aren't as good as his indie matches. They but, haven't, but he hasn't had a bad but, match. Yeah, since and they he's don't let the him. WWE. Yeah. So here's what Braun Strowman responded with to this petition on Twitter. <laughs> petition, he said, I do what I want when I want, and your stupid petition won't change that. Hashtag no one is safe. Hashtag everyone will fall. Hashtags your tears hydrate me. You didn't You didn't read it in the Braun voice, though. Hold on. <laughs> you got to, like, like gargling marbles. I'm not done with you yet. The whole crowd's like, yes, yes, yes. I do what I, I mean, want. Oh my, this is the perfect time. Like, ending... I hate that the Undertaker's record is thirty-two. What twenty? What twenty-three and two? Twenty-four and two, something like that. Twenty-four. No, it's twenty-three and two. Isn't whatever. It? Oh, whatever. I hate that Undertaker lost. I always hate Undertaker lost, but it definitely served its purpose. Roman is the most hated guy in the world. It's awesome. I hope they run with it. The only problem I see is I think they've kind of booked themselves into a pickle. Come payback because. It's, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't watch the show as much as I used to. But as far as I know, Payback is supposed to be Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman, correct? Uh, I believe so. I, I, it's kind of it's kind of a weird card because you also have Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, Wyatt fighting for the SmackDown right. title or the heavyweight title on a Raw show. And I think that's just because of their part-time piece-of-shit champion, universal champion they have now. <sighs> No, no, don't put over Owens and not Lesnar. Uh, no, I, hey, part timers suck. Okay, <laughs> no that, man. That, hold on, we can go. We, we, suck, I can tell we're going to go into it. Part timers are horrible. That title, that match Why? for it, they're not there. They're How not part timers horrible though. I mean, it just I don't like not having my champion on Raw. It doesn't have to be every week. Well, it, you know what? I, Actually, I, it I has. To, you, your your champion has to be there every week on a three hour show. Why? Because Why? it's a three-hour fucking show. <laughs> That's more about I the mean, length of the show. That's true. So I totally understand. I'm a fan, too, first, so I get where you're coming from. But you have to look at it from the other card. Here's the facts, as Code Hawkins would say. When Brock Lesnar shows up, ratings go up. Actually, when Brock Lesnar shows up, money goes up. And if but, and here's the, here's the reverse to that. If Brock Lesnar is there every single week, Brock Lesnar's not special. Well, he doesn't bump up ratings. Well, he doesn't. I, bu- I wish he would work more because I think it's stupid that he's only there every few months. But you need to have him different. Okay, you, you know can, what I'm saying? Like that's can, his whole drawing power. But does he need to have the title to be different? No. No, that that's them booking themselves into a hole because they put the belt on Goldberg. Yeah, that's exactly right. That match at WrestleMania did not have to be for the title. They could have left that. They could have done a title for title with Jericho Owens. I will stick to that to this day. Uh, and I'll agree with you. As much as I hate Kevin Owens, I'll agree with you. No, I will disagree with because Kevin Owens at the top, a, a champion of Mania, is like the Armageddon death of WrestleMania. Like, no. But I get what you're saying. I would love the title versus title. I don't feel Goldberg Lesnar needed the championship. I think it added 
I think it's uh, it added to it. it yeah. uh, with the universal title being such a new title, it definitely when you right now you might not like it, but when you look back through history, just having the name Brock Lesnar yeah. attached to that title will do it. Will do it nothing but good. It does nothing for me because I don't think Brock is that great of a worker. I love Brock Lesnar. Well, you should be, you should be you should be really happy because rumor has it this is his last one come WrestleMania. Well, uh, and then it's no, going to go to Roman Reigns, and we'll know how that ends. We know what that reaction is going to be. The one and the two. Versus, oh my, that's. I hope they have a money in the. I can't. I hope like somebody like because I hope it's Dean. Obviously, uh, honestly, yeah. I hope Dean wins Money in the Bank. Roman beats Lesnar, and then Dean cashes in. I think it'd be awesome to have the two former Shield well, members. You know, get over on Reigns well, that way. You know, with what Dean said about. Brock, I obviously don't think I don't think he would work well, you know. From going back, I mean, it could set up a story with Dean telling how Brock really wasn't cooperative and wanted to work. I don't. I just find twelve for no, a I'm match saying, full I'm of German. Do, I'm saying do Roman, do Roman Lesnar have Reigns beat him, and while you're doing the big fireworks celebration, here comes Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I just don't like, think I don't think Brock would go for it. I just don't think he would. Who gives a shit? He's gone. He's gone. He's well, gone after I hope this, so. Man. If you if you listen to the rumor mill, he's gone after this WrestleMania. Uh, I just don't, and I don't find German suplexes. And I, if that's your I only agree. move, I, oh, agree, I always but, enjoy I them. Agree. I always enjoy counting them. <laughs> I always. Enjoy I agree them. that I hate. I hate that a great worker like Brock Lesnar has been reduced to suplex. Suplex, suplex, I don't, suplex. you know, I just don't think he ever was really that great of a worker. Oh, you don't? Well, I will refer you to the 2003 SmackDown Iron Man match for the WWE title, Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle. And then after you watch that, come back and tell me if Kurt Brock Lesnar is not a good worker. Is that the one where Bro- part of Brock Lesnar's face is still on the mat? Is that Shooting Star Press? No, that, that was, was WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Oh, okay. That was WrestleMania. Yeah, right, lands right. on his head. I'm talking oh. about, this was, this was on SmackDown. They had a 30-minute Iron Man match for the WWE title. Great, one of the greatest Iron Man matches of all time. Like it was, it was great. Uh, but I hate that Lesnar's been reduced to suplex, 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 suplex. Yeah. But on another thing, if you go back a few, if you don't want to go all the way back to his first run, SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk. Phenomenal. Who? Brock Lesnar and CM Punk at SummerSlam. Who is CM Punk? I've never heard Phenomenal. of this guy. Uh, he's the guy that everybody. If you hate part timers, you've heard about. of CM Punk. He hated part timers. Oh yeah, you hate part the part time UFC guy. You know, <laughs> you, you know that's what. Let's talk about this. The one I think I'm tired of CM Punk chants. Uh, people were booing it down when I was I at Raw. Too. Like when people do it, they'll start booing for. I, I love CM Punk, and I still like hold out hope that he'll eventually. You know, they always say he would he probably will. be the. He's he, all, he would be. Back. He would be the one guy that if somebody in wrestling, because they always say they're not going to, and then they do, and he's probably the one guy I would say could possibly still not like he would just hold a grudge the entire time and mm-hmm. never come back. Oh, he's coming back. He'll but I think back. he, he will eventually. Blunder. Yeah, his bomb and his yeah, UFC well, then. The problem with that is um a lot of people relate it to when Stone Cold left. Uh, when Stone Cold left, there's still an intermediary between Jim Ross with the WWE and mm-hmm. Stone Cold. There's no right. intermediary right. for it, so. Oh, he definitely burned. I mean, they both. Oh, they all bridges. burn bridges. They oh, all that, burn bridges. That bridge is so torched. But, <laughs> but Vince has obviously stated. Vince has stated several times over the past few years. I'd love to have seen. Just the fact. Here's the thing. When Rock pulled that stunt after Raw calling CM Punk, 
They cut his mic the first time, mm-hmm. and then they turned it back on. If WWE didn't want that out there, they'd have kept that mic off. That's true. I mean, we did see Jim Cornette but, induct a tag team into the Hall of Fame, and if Jim Cornette can come back and work with the uh, WWE, I guess I, I guess anyone can. He inducted I mean, uh, Randy Savage. On the, w, on the, on the WWE dead, side? But. Oh, there's no doubt. They'll take him back in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, they they know they they're not they're not stupid. They're smarter than all three of us combined when it comes to the business. They they're not stupid. They hear the CM Punk chants. They hear them, and it's about the money. Which money but- talks, BS walks. If Punk ever called them and said, "Hey, I'm ready to come back," Punk's back. Speaking of chants and things, like when I was at the Raw after Mania. I watched uh, like at least the first half on TV when I got back in town. Mm-hmm. They definitely turned down a lot of that. Crowd. Really? Yeah. Like you. I mean, it sounds like <laughs> muffled and like like there. It was like when they were booing Roman. Like it was deafening. Mm-hmm. Like and there were several times on there when we were watching it back. I was like, they've. Mu-, I mean, and they do that. They've like people yeah. know that they do that they muted the oh, crowd which i think is weird because it's like you set it up for him to come out there that was the whole point like you you showed all this oh, stuff about him started. if if the whole building is chanting undertaker for an extended five minutes yeah they had just shown this package. right they knew he was gonna get booed and they knew they couldn't give him a match on there because they would have just shitted like all over it so they just had him stand there and i mean it was like so loud and then they they went and did it again when Vince came out there they started chanting fire Roman and all this kind of stuff but um, yeah they definitely turned it down or like scrambled it or you know something something like that I just like it's just like Wrestlemania last year when he came out they you like hear this loud eruption of booze and then kind of like quiet yeah like ah uh, yeah they want him to know. be they want him over so bad and I, I don't it's not in the right way. Uh, it's like Vince is going door to door to the WWE <laughs> universe, going, "Please take Roman." Yeah. <laughs> Any other news or anything else you want to talk about with the Superstar Shakeup? Any more thoughts? Okay. Uh, I like. I was kind of thought shake-up. who was when they started announcing who was coming to Raw because I saw Raw. I didn't watch SmackDown. I was like, "Who's gonna be on SmackDown at this point?" Like they kept bringing everybody. Why over. they rape? They they totally raped SmackDown. Mm. <laughs> Monday yeah. night. They raped it. It's now Monday night SmackDown. I, <laughs> I think that I think that I think that um, obviously there's motivation to no pun intended to uh, keep. Raw, the flagship show, and like I said earlier, SmackDown has smoked Raw since the since the brand extension re, re was reintroduced, and I think that this was a way to okay, all the guys are getting over in SmackDown, you guys are coming to Raw. Yeah, Raw's got to be the show. Like, well, yeah, that and it, it definitely left SmackDown bland, especially. Wow. I mean, I think if 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 Wyatt wins at Payback, they don't even have a title. I don't think why it's going to win, and you're going to look at a program with Randy Orton and Baron Corbin for your Ugh. SmackDown title. What you don't like that? I hate you Baron like, Corbin. What do you uh, not? Okay, what is it about what? that you don't like about Baron Corbin? I got. Uh, he's not. He's a shitty wrestler. He's a you terrible uh, wrestler. See, I don't. I think. I mean, he has his 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 finisher is okay, right? It's pretty. It's like the one thing he did. And when he used to wrestle in NXT, and he was doing like 10, thirty second, yeah, yeah, ten, twenty, thirty second matches like that. I guess that's his thing. But like. 
anything past that, like one, I find his like mic skills like awful. That, yeah, like, I can agree with that. Terrible. I, I will agree to that. They're terrible, but uh, his wrestling is just like I just not impressed. I, since he's joined the, oh my god, I don't get this. I don't get wrestling fans today. You just told me just a minute ago, Kevin Owens is a phenomenal work, and you don't like Baron <laughs> Baron Corbin. And wait, all wait, wait! If you think Kevin Owens, if you think Kevin Owens and Baron Kevin Corbin, Owens. if you think that Baron Corbin is a better worker than Kevin Owens, like. Like, that blows my mind. Oh, like and, and, I don't know who every, I don't every, know what type of wrestling fans are listening, Kevin, but the they have to be Kevin like what Owens the hell? has on Baron the only thing Owens has on Baron Corbin is he can talk. That's it. Because when I see well, Kevin Owens, I laugh. If I saw if I saw Kevin Owens in a dark alley and he said, Give me your lunch money, I'd laugh. If Baron Corbin did it, I'd be scared shitless. Well, yeah, you know, I don't have to suspend disbelief to believe Corbin's a badass. I laugh when I hear Kevin Owens call himself a prize fighter. Well, but I, only you're a prize fighter is in the meat department. <laughs> I mean, that sounds more I, like personal vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll like them both. Um, Corbin with me. It, it, how do I explain why I like Corbin? First off, I think his, he's starting to become more of himself on the mic. You know, he, I think he's a dick. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and I think he needs to play that. And I think he's doing a well job. Could his work be better? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I thought say he that. Was, I thought he came off awful but, I mean, on the NXT working, thing they did. He's working. Go ahead. But, I mean, he's working with Kane and Undertaker and Big Show on working as a big man. And if you look, I know his NXT stuff. Remember, I think I was on a podcast uh, last year. We were talking about Corbin. And I said his match with Rhino is the first time that I was like, Okay, this guy's a player. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that was a good match. And, and, he's, and since he's jumped up to SmackDown, he's done nothing but prove it. His matches you know, with Kalisto were exactly what they needed to be. They were entertaining, and he beat the shit out of that guy. You know, I think he... he Who can't beat the shit out of Kalisto? <laughs> <laughs> I, think he, I think he has improved immensely. Um, when, he, when he came to SmackDown, I would have liked him to carry... I, he should They should never drop the whole... Counting down his ma- or counting how long his matches are. He shouldn't have long matches. I, yeah. I mean, like that's the thing. If he's gonna be like, I think he should just be like, it should be quick matches, and he does his you know power moves, power spots, whatever. See, this, this, this is my confusion on today's wrestling fans is like they they say they want quick matches, but then they will bash something like Goldberg Lesnar. Well, that's, no, I like I, I love and Lesnar this past WrestleMania. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. That's exactly what it needed to be. It didn't need to be like a long match. Like some of these bigger guys, like they don't need to be doing like twenty minute, fifteen, you know, minute matches. It's too long. Yeah, well, WrestleMania's match with Goldberg and Lesnar was exactly what twenty should have been. Is it what people wanted to see at twenty? Is two big hulking behemoths bashing into each other? Yeah, (laughs) and he came on. Goldberg came on Raw after Raw went off the air. when I was there this past Monday and he did this like whole thing and I was like, Oh no, the crowd's going to shit on him. They start booing. And he's like, listen, damn it. This is from my heart. This is no script. <laughs> and he's like, and so they, I guess they started kind of like feeling bad. Cause he was like, I'm speaking from the heart. And he said all this nice stuff. And he had his kid come up there and all this kind of stuff. And he was like, his kid fell over the side when he came to jump over the, uh, like barricade and he I goes awesome. yeah and he goes oh he goes like my kid just took uh more bumps than i did in my entire career until last <laughs> night and that like won the crowd over like they all started cracking up and stuff but Very no cool. i thought that was a great I feel, match I feel you haven't i i don't think you've seen the last of bill goldberg in the wwe mm-hmm. 
And honestly, I think Goldberg should be the next obstacle, not the next, but the next legendary obstacle for Roman Reigns. Like, he's a, he already can brag for forever and always, I retired The Undertaker. Now, put out Goldberg. <laughs> that's a that's an yeah. interesting thought. Uh, let's see. Um, let's get a little. We'll get a little serious here as we talk about our last uh, thing in the wrestling news. Um, JBL stuff is picking up a lot of steam. Uh, uh, and here's the thing you about don't it. Hear my opinion on well, that. here's here's my thoughts on it. You know, I'm all for playing pranks. You know, putting salt in someone's coffee or you know crap like that. When you steal someone's passport and they can't get back in the country, you're a fucking asshole. Right, right. I mean... Oh, no, totally not. What? If it Mar- Dude, that's... What's his name? Mario Rosaldo? Mauro... He wouldn't last... Mauro Ronaldo. He wouldn't have lasted... He wouldn't have lasted a week in old school WWE. Well, he guess what? That wouldn't, that's not, that doesn't, that's not a good thing, well, necessarily, I mean, though, like, but here's... He's also not a fucking wrestler. He's a commentator. Right. Yeah, and if he okay. has, I mean, if he has, he 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 suffers from bipolar disorder. So if you catch him on the wrong day, Sorry, I mean, it, it's like I said, I get I get pranks because you're bored. You know, the Mentos and Diet Coke thing. Okay, that's hilarious. But you know, walking up and massaging a man's butt while he's taking a shower. I mean, it, 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 there's. And this dude's like a, he's like a grown ass man. Like, how old is he? Like fifty something. You got to also put yourself in their shoes. They're on the road three hundred days and a year. They're away from their wife. I understand their kids, that. Plenty of them. Plenty of them the still aren't total dicks though. Is pranks. Owen Hart was notorious. Yeah, and and you know, but you know what? Pranks. Owen Hart never stole anyone's passport to keep them from getting home to their country. I mean, Owen Hart's pranks, from what I've read of them, they were hilarious. They were him prank calling people he in their room. He had some brutal ones though. He had some brutal ones though. I mean, how are you going to get out of the building if he handcuffed your briefcase to the ceiling with a with a damn steel chain and you ain't got the key? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Well, there's there's I mean, there's other ways you can do it with clippers or something like that. But my point is, and JBL is kind of in a position of not, I mean, not power. He's more like one of Vince's yes men, but like. It's a totally different, like, you know, totally different thing to me, in my opinion. I mean, I don't, I haven't heard all the reports of what happened between JBL and this guy, but just from what I've heard, I mean, the guy's in the wrong business, period. Well, you're in the wrong I mean, business. he got in the JBL bus- is, you're right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I completely <laughs> oh, not agree. not JBL, not JBL. No, um, I, know, I know, I know. You know Arnez, right? Yes. He sent me a tweet just now. I guess he's listening live. He said JBL is a dick. Yeah. Um, but, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, that's you know, okay. Business. Okay. Now, here's here's another problem that we have with it. You know, WWE does their whole anti-bullying, be a star campaign. Then you can't be a. Right. right. The people that are, like, running it in the, like, that's the crazy thing. And that's what I was listening to um, Dave talk about the other day. And he was saying that, like, it's weird to have a be a star campaign. And then the people, like, the corporate like the way the attitude the way everybody is around there is like bullies and Mm -hmm. so he's like it's you know it doesn't make any sense it's stupid they had to like people had to really raise cane about the guy the coach that was what at nxt yeah because he was um you know i grew up but even then i mean honestly i mean even with the bill demont stuff i mean i'm in the business i have had I could we could sit here for another hour and i could tell you about the pranks i've had pulled on me it's the wrestling. It's a man's business. 
We ain't got time for bipolar whiny babies. To oh, plenty of bipolar a, people in wrestling. I guarantee you. Here's a good point. Here's a, here's a really, I was listening to Jim Cornette earlier, and he was talking about this whole situation. He made a fantastic point. Here's the big question. Did he ever go to JBL or anybody else and go, hey, I don't like what you're doing to me. Could you stop it? Well, probably not. Probably not. I don't know. I don't think it would have done anything. Him. JBL probably, probably would have angered him more, and he just would have punched him in the face. Now, here's what... I don't think that, because like Cornette said, JBL's, he's got money now. Does he, I don't think I don't think it would have ever come to anything physical. He still, I guarantee you... a lot of money for himself. I guarantee you, he still... The last thing he needs is a lawsuit. I guarantee you, he still drinks, and he still pulls this shit, and he's allowed to get away from it because he has a lot of friends in the front office. Now, then there are stories that... And he's he, not even a good commentator anymore. I don't, I don't when I, I Like, several years agree. ago, when, se- several years ago, when I was, like, starting to get back into watching it on a regular basis, I thought, oh, he's a funny heel commentator or whatever. And then over the last few years, I was like, he sucks. Like, yeah, yeah, He horrible. sucks. I was like, he's either referencing things from, like, the 40s, or, like, you know, or mentioning the same shit over and over, or he's just listening to whatever Vince is saying in his ear, but, like... I don't even think he's a good commentator anymore. I don't don't agree. I don't, I mean, from personal experience, some of the pranks I went through, it's not fun. It doesn't make you feel good. But it's sort of an issue. When you're in a business like that, 300 days a year, my money depends on you. Your money depends on me. All right? 300 days, you got to know these guys are all for the company. And that's what the hazing started out for. Like, you would push a guy, put in, just like when I started. They did some pretty wicked stuff to me. And it was all to see, do I really give a crap about this, or am I just a mark that wants to be in the business? Well, here's You know the, what I'm saying? Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relate this to the only way I can, and that's my experiences. I grew up, I played 10 years of football, four years in high school. I never got anywhere past that. Wrestled four years in high school. Um you carry you carry a senior's pads when you go in. I get that. So you know you want to. JBL says you can need to buy him a six pack. Okay, that's cool. That that's getting you. I understand that type of stuff. I can like I said, I understand pranks like uh, I think X Pac want put super glue in the smoking guns cowboy hats, and then when they pulled them off in the ring, that it kind of hurt them. Um, stuff like that. What I I don't like. I mean, is, that's a, it's, it's 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 the business, man. And well, of course, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's evolved, and it's yeah, and it should continue to evolve. That's right. the problem. Right. It shouldn't. All the things that are in old school wrestling are not necessarily positive, good things. Well, I the, mean, you can see how a lot of like these older wrestlers, where they've ended up, are they still alive? A lot of them aren't, and so everything about that culture point. isn't great. Like the way, you know what I mean? Something the way it used to be done doesn't necessarily mean I'll that's where it's supposed that, to be done while anymore. I, while I will agree with you as far as that culture led to a lot of like untimely deaths and stuff like that, I will also argue that today's product is crap compared to old school product. Well, here's, here's the problem with it. Back then, you had to weed out the people that may have just been in wrestling for the money, or for the women, or for stuff like that. These days, these people are going into the wrestling business because they want to be professional wrestlers. You don't, you're, you're not weeding out guys that don't want to be there, which was a lot of what this stuff was. These days, you know... But you still have to. No, like, but even you, my, no, like my dad at the wrestling school, you had to. There was kids but that you, would... But I that's was a, trained, I'm not going to mention my trainer, because, you know, legal. Ken stuff. Wayne. I'll mention but it. I mean, it was Ken Wayne. Oh, don't do that. Your trainer was Ken Wayne. We <laughs> all know that. 
Anyway, I know what you're saying. Even then, we had guys on a daily. I mean, I'm not even lying. We had guys on a weekly that would come in and sign up for the school. They might have been football players, UFC fighters. Not UFC see, fighters, my bad. But they, I mean, fighters. See, the difference is, and though. they weren't about it. And we would. We would JBL doesn't have to weed out Ranala. So they quit and went away. <laughs> well, this is different. But see, Mo, this is a different situation. You're, this is a wrestling school. Yeah, you need to be weeded out then because if you're not tough enough to make it through school, you're not going to make it. These are people that have already wrestled 15, 10 years, already have a lot of bumps on their bump card, and by the time they get to the WWE, they can't, you know, they're already, as far yeah, as their age goes. About, we're, talking about, we're talking about a sports announcer that tried to come over into the wrestling world. He, he was the best one that he WWE's was, had since JR. He's, and he's I been, love him. That's the thing. I loved him the first and he's, time I heard he's, him. I said, this guy is phenomenal. And he didn't just, he, he didn't just start. He wasn't a sports announcer. He was announced at New Japan Pro yeah. Wrestling. He was he's announced Wrestle Kingdom, and he's done those. This isn't his first forte in okay. wrestling journalism. It's just, it, it, it's just. And I like the guy's work. I I am a huge. When the first time I heard him, I tweeted the guys. I like, do thank you for making the SmackDown commentary team worse than shit again. Like, I love his work. It's just. He kind of comes off as a crybaby with this whole situation. Like, I, I think come he, on, man, nut up. Well, you know, like, he didn't. On. He never said anything though. He took an absence on Twitter and took an absence from work. He never said anything, and all this came out actually because Justin Robert Justin Roberts wrote his book. Yeah, he's a little wuss too. So anyway, I'm going to tell a funny story, <laughs> and then we'll go, we'll go on to our Memphis wrestling moment, and do Superstar of the Week, and get out of here. Um, this is yeah. this is um, a, an excerpt from Hardcore Holly's book. And uh, this regards. He's got to, a book now. I guess he's had a book. This this is a pretty old story. Anyway, wow. At a Kansas, How do you like him now? At a Kansas City airport, Steve Blackman and I were waiting around when Bradshaw came over. It was an early morning flight, and John was still drunk from the night before. He started patting Steve's ass, and Steve said, "John, I don't play that shit. Knock it off." John patted him again and again. Steve was getting brutally pissed. He told him, "John, next time you do that, I'm going to knock your fucking teeth out." So, of course, John did it again. Steve whipped around and black, black, backhanded Bradshaw, popping him with jabs in the face. John started Yay. swinging and missing, and his head was snapping back with each of Steve's jabs. Steve stepped back, planning to kick Bradshaw's knees out, but he got his leg caught in a bag handle. Al Snow and I grabbed Steve. Ron Simmons grabbed John, and we pulled them apart. John was walking back and forth like a bandy rooster looking to fight. Before we left, Steve told him, I'm going to fucking kill you, and he meant it, too. Why would you? There you, you go. Why you would you fuck my with point. what? There you go. Well, you okay. My point. Now there here's well. Th- there's also a big difference between Steve Blackman, a professionally trained martial artist. I was hoping you were going to say that. Do you remember a few years ago when Joey Styles knocked out JBL? Just like Mario. Well, Just like but Nelson, a, once guy, again, he got sick of JBL shit and he did something about it like a man. Well, and I mean, Ronaldo's not going to be able to beat up JBL and get away with it, even if he wanted to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mauro. He's he's using his power and his position and to day, bully people. At the end of the day, okay. If you go by, okay. If he got fired for standing up, his resume, he can get a job anywhere he wants. He can. Stand up for yourself. Be a man. Don't go ghost well, and claim depression. Here's the and difference. Doesn't I'm sure Joey Styles is a more than more athletic than Mauro Ronaldo, and I'm sure he has some sort of fighting experience more than oh Mauro Ronaldo. Um, so I don't know. Let's do a Memphis wrestling moment. Uh, let me get my song queued up here. Let's do it. 
We are traveling back to April 14th, 1980. Mid-South Wrestling. Mem- Memphis, Monday, April 14th, 8 p.m. Mid-South Wrestling. All general admission seats were $2. Nice. I bet you would have loved for some $2 Ooh, tickets that, uh, from that last game. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> would have loved if Mania was $2. <laughs> Rick Morton versus Allie, Al Hansen with Jimmy Hart. Sonny King and Jimmy Hart versus Steve Regal and Jerry Bryant. Southern Tag Team title match, David Schultz, Dr. D. Da- Have you ever seen the Dr. D. David Schultz video? No. You need to look yes. that up when he, when he some dude called wrestling fake oh, and he fake? beat the hell out Damn. of him. Uh, David Schultz and Dennis Condry versus Bill Dundee and handsome Jimmy Valiant, baby, mercy daddy. Southern heavyweight title mercy, match, baby. Paul Ellering with Jimmy Hart versus Ken Lucas. And Wayne Ferris and Larry Latham versus Rick and Robert Gibson. There's some print I can't read WWE there. WWE Hall oh. of Famous? Uh, well, it's Rick and Robert Gibson. Not, it doesn't say. Was that, wasn't Rick Gibson somebody uh, told It's not different? Ricky Morton? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Let me see here. Uh, do, 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 do. Ellering keeps championship. Paul Ellering retained his Southern Heavyweight Wrestling title the last night over Ken Did Lutness. Paul Ellering retained? Yep. Despite... Oh, nice. Despite a double countout with both men on the mat and other bouts at the Mid-South Coliseum before 4,830 people, Al Hansen beat Rick Morton, Sonny King and Jimmy Hart beat Steve Regal and Jerry Bryant, David Schultz and Dennis Conjury retained their Southern Heavyweight Tag Team belt by defeating Bill Bill Dundee and handsome Jimmy Valiant, baby, mercy daddy, and Rick and Robert Gibson beat Wayne Ferris and Larry Latham. That is your... Memphis wrestling moment this week. 4,830 people. I'd kill for RSWF to get something like that, wouldn't God, you? God bless old school wrestling, man. <laughs> yeah, I would give both my legs to just be a part of that era. That was, oh, man. And if I may, I know you got like, I don't know if you got time restriction on your podcast, but a uh, good handsome Jimmy story is uh, a couple years ago he came to uh, – it's, uh, I think it was, uh, was it Boneville? No, it was uh, Bethel Springs, I think it was. It was somewhere, it was little towns in Tennessee, and he came in. And the funny thing is, the dude can barely walk. He probably weighs 90 pounds soaking Jesus. wet now. But he got a bigger reaction than everybody on the roster. That does surprise me at all. Those, the, he, was, he was built around those small shows. Um, we but like- it's, called, but it's, it's, it's just a fact that old school was more substance, and today... Is 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 just too much sizzle. Yeah, we can. Way that's a that's another much. that's another podcast for another day. Uh, as we like uh, to end every, I'd love to be on it. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely <laughs> get you involved. Um, as we like to end every episode of the podcast, we like to do superstar of the week. So, Katie, Mo, I ask you, who is your superstar of the week? I'm gonna let him go first. Uh, go, Mo. If it's just W, is it just WWE? Whoever you want it to be, it, whoever you want it to be. I'm gonna give it to my brother from another mother, my mercenary brother in the human juggernaut, Bishop Cage, for embarrassing that Impact Wrestling moose and taking back his RSWF Southern Heavyweight Title. Katie, uh, Mo, leave that. <laughs> Uh, mine's probably gonna be like a little late, and but I'm gonna give it to uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy just because of I really thought like 
a couple of years ago, I was like, they're they're never coming. Like, they're never going to be anything else. Like, and especially, you got to give it credit to Matt Hardy for, like, doing this gimmick that he's done that, like, he knew he couldn't be what he was. And he always was considered, like, the second, Ooh. you know, brother. Oh, Derek, may I chime in on that? <laughs> may I chime in? I well, let her finish her thought. Give... Let, hold on. Let her finish her thought, and then we'll let you chime in. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I was just going to say, so I was... I was saying something the other day. I was like, it's really impressive that he learned to work with like, okay, this is where I am now. If I want to get over, I've got to do something totally different. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm wondering with WWE. Are they, I mean, I know there's like things where, what was it, Impact or somebody was going to sue if they tried to use the broken Matt Hardy. Even though obviously that was literally like all them. But Mm -hmm. he's done the delete thing a little bit in the ring, like just the hand motion, everything, the crowd will do it. But, like, I hope they don't try to just do this as, like, a nostalgia act because they are not the hardy. I mean, (laughs) it's still impressive what, like, Jeff can do some big spots and stuff like that, but they're not who they were. So it's better to let them do, like, some version of this. Like, let Matt do, like, some version of this because... But I'm I'm in I'm going to give it to them because, uh, like I said, I just never saw them coming back the way that they did, and so they they made it work and they changed with the times and changed with the way things worked for them. So, very good, very good thoughts, very good thoughts. I love it, I love it, and it's a wonderful segue <laughs> to what I was going to say. I would watching WrestleMania, watching the Raw after, watching this past show. I will dare say. Matt Hardy has finally cracked the code to get him more over than Jeff Hardy. I know, crazy. I yeah. never thought it would have happened. Because the Hardy Boys is only going to last so long. Obviously, they're going to revert Jeff back to the money-making Jeff they had beforehand. And they're going to go with Jeff initially. I mean, that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to go back. Because when he left this last time, he was rivaling John Cena in merchandise sales. He was over as hell, so they're gonna they're gonna try to revert back with Jeff, and in the meantime, they're obviously gonna go with Broken Matt. They're gonna do the Broken Matt gimmick, and I think Broken Matt is gonna finally eclipse the enigmatic Jeff Hardy. Yep, I agree. Uh, for my superstar of the week, I am going to go, and I hate to have to make this pick, <laughs> Kazuchika Okada. He beat my boy Shibata. But it was a badass, intense, intense match. Okada is so over in New Japan; it's not even funny. And so is Shibata, and hopefully, I, I'm hoping this news with Shibata is a work. Uh, it, it it it's looking it, like it's, it's not. not. Uh, and but uh, <laughs> prayers to up up that he gets back into the, he's a, it doesn't end his career because that dude is well, a like, mega star. Like you said to me, that dude is one tough son of a bitch, and he, I think he'll be back. I sure hope so. That is it for this week. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We're at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. Head over to Oversell Pod, OversellPod.com. Check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player there. There's no extra fees or hidden fees. It's just you shopping on Amazon like you normally would, and we get a small kickback on anything you buy through that link. Also, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. Uh, at Katie Forbis, K-A-T-E-E-F-O-R-B-I-S on Twitter. Mo, what's your social media? And I am at Mo underscore Spiegel. And since so many of these obsolete wrestling marks cannot understand how to spell my last name, that is S-T-E-G-A-L-L. Mo, leave that. 
All right. Well, folks, Katie, thank you so much for coming thank over and being part, of, part of the show. It Anytime, you know, next time you want to bring the husband, he can come on talk wrestling with us. Well, we can have so much fun cool. if, you, if you'd want to do it. Yeah. I don't know. He he kind of like lets me stick to that thing. Like he okay. was the, I'm more, it's weird with this and with basketball. I'm kind of more the like bigger fan, but he's, he's a big fan too. So you never know. He yeah, might we'll, want to. We'll do something. We can do always do something special. Mo, thank you for coming on in such short notice and covering for your boy, Dan. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Folks, we're going to get out of here. I miss Dan, though. We, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for listening. Hey, Thank you for da- – oh, go ahead. I, uh, just a little fan fact for your, your guest right there. Me and Dan are former two-time tag team champions. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. The easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes and where there. Leave a five-star review and read your comments, and we will read them on the air. You have been listening to the Oversell Podcast.